You're listening to Hoochin' and Hollerin', a podcast where we do our favorite things, drink and talk. We are so excited to start this journey together. Um, Mo and I are super besties, and this is our first time podcasting, so we're taking our friendship to new heights. For this first season, we're going to talk about the Netflix original series, Bridgerton, produced by Shondaland and adapted from the book, The Duke and I by Julia Quinn. Um, Mo and I both read the book, The Duke and I, and watched the series, so we're very excited to share our thoughts and talk plot <laughs> <laughs> with you guys. Throughout our, recaps, mm-hmm. <laughs> Throughout our recaps, we'll be sharing comparison and book gems for you guys, especially if you don't want to read. <laughs> I didn't read it. I listened to it. I list. I. <laughs> That's reading. <laughs> some people. Some people would not agree. Okay, but That's I agree. Fair. It is reading. It's reading. Um, we're going to talk about characters, storyline, visuals, casting, the whole who, what, where, when, and why, so and how. We do need to let you guys know that there will be spoilers. So if you haven't watched yet, don't sit here and listen to mm-hmm. us talk about it Mm-mm. and then get mad because. I'm not going to want to yeah, hear it. Yeah, not our fault. Um, there also will be some light swearing because I cuss. <laughs> Real light. <laughs> Sierra doesn't cuss. I do cuss. If you don't like swearing, sorry, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, so, each episode we're going to be sipping on our favorite cocktails um, or specialty cocktails. Hence the hooch. Hence the hooch in our name. Hooch in our name. <laughs> um, so, the specialty cocktail is always going to go on theme with whatever we're reading or watching at the time. Right. So today we're drinking something called a Pimm's Cup, um, which per my research was <laughs> uh, a very hot cocktail during the 19th century. Um, it was supposedly created by this guy uh, named James Pym, who, own, who owned a, a oyster bar in London. Um, so the Pimm's Cup is gin-based, which I really hate gin. Yeah, we're not drink. You're definitely not gin drinkers. <laughs> so I wasn't quite looking forward to this. Um, it's gin-based, mixed with sparkling lemonade. Um, it has some mint in there, and then you can put any fruit you like. Mm-hmm. We put strawberries, cucumber. Um, I put some car-car oranges in there and some lemon. And mint? You got mint in here? Yep, and I have mint yeah. in there. Yep. Um, so it, it's very garnished. <laughs> Uh, it's traditionally served in a highball glass, which I thought I had, but turns out I didn't. So yeah, I, these are close, though. I have them in, like, these, I don't know, it's just they're a glass. They're cute, yeah, yeah. They're cute glass. My grandma gave them to me. <laughs> um, so we'll be sure to share this recipe on our Twitter and an- Instagram, so make sure you follow us there. All right, you ready to get started? All right, let's dive in here. Okay. Okay, so first we're going to do just a brief episode recap, and then we're really going to get into it. So... <laughs> So this season follows uh, the Bridgerton and Featherington clans, along with other Regency-era elite families, as they shepherd their debutantes into society and find suitable matches. Wait, can we talk about how we have clans? (laughs) They're clans! Clans I know, but if, okay, if you're listening to this and you don't know us, we're very much into, um... Oh, like period like, pieces? Yes. I don't know. I'm wa- I just finished watching Outlander. I'm like Outlander, Game so. of Thrones, like all of this. The clans follow. <laughs> I was all, I almost put houses, like House of Bridgerton, House of Featherington. So, yeah, oh. we love our period pieces. We, love we watch The Crown, piece. all of that stuff. So. Yes, 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 yes. 
excuse our verbiage because we'll be using some weird i feel like i would use weird terms now that i watch all, like Probably. stuff like that yeah could we use like the word clans that's not a normal <laughs> word for people in 2021 well, what are they families i guess but like, clans is better <laughs> clans is better okay back to the recap sorry <laughs> brief sidebar this episode is going to be long mm-hmm. we have a lot to talk about yeah the episodes are long okay so um after the queen deems Daphne Bridgerton the season's incomparable Mm. the search for a husband is on despite her older brother Anthony standing in the way we'll talk more about him yeah so okay with his interference Lady Whistledown questions Daphne's influence and all her suitors start to like dwindle down she had a lot at first and then then they were like okay this is too much work yeah (laughs) like your brother is annoying we're not dealing with this so Anyway, across town, um, the bachelor Rake, the Duke of Hastings, <laughs> <laughs> arrives to settle his father's affair. He's a new duke, so being as handsome and prestigious as he is, the mamas are all <laughs> over him. I'm going to say it like that every time. Mamas. That's how they say it. Mama and papa. <laughs> um, now, to ward off the mamas and make Daphne look more desirable, they hatch a plan to appear inseparable and they're like basically fake dating to fool a lady whistle down and everyone else which that never goes wrong yeah so now that we've gone over that brief uh sort Mm -hmm. of recap we're gonna dive into the episode um as a whole everyone starts off with us meeting about 27 characters all within the first 10 minutes uh we open in 1813 london grosvenor Mm -hmm. square um And the show is narrated by this lady named Lady Whistledown, Mm -hmm. um, who is basically the Tons gossip columnist. (laughs) She runs a scandal sheet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so in the first literal 10 seconds of the show, we meet the whole, I said again, Bridgerton Bridgerton (laughs) clan, um, Violet, Mama Bridgerton. We have Anthony, Lord Cockblock Benedict. And I'm going to keep calling him Lord (laughs) Lord Cockblock. (laughs) That's what he is. Okay, and then we have Benedict, Colin, Babyface Bridgerton, because he has just a little punchable baby face, and it's so cute. Uh, Diamond Daphne, (laughs) Eloise Francesca, who's only in episode one, but then she comes back, what, the last episode. Yeah, barely. Um, So she's apparently visiting family or something. Um, Gregory and Hyacinth. <laughs> Hi- Hyacinth. I, it takes forever for me to say yeah. that. I think it's a flower. It's definitely a flower. Super cute. It's on Animal Crossing. Okay. Hyacinth. Yes. Okay. Animal so Crossing. Mama and Papa Bridgerton decide to name their kids in alphabetical order, um, just in case they couldn't remember the order in which they were born. Um, they called it orderly. I call even it though, weird. Yeah. It's it's cute. It's they can't cute. remember what order their children. It's more are for born? the people in society, so they know who the Bridgertons are. That's true. So then you know how many sisters should be out in society. That and really connects really well uh, to the theme mm-hmm. of this episode, which um, we'll get into a little bit later. Yep. But yep. Yeah. Um, so the Bridgertons are super rich. They're the cream of the crop in London, um, and they're really close, which is really cute. And they mm-hmm. are all just like beautiful, really attractive people. Um, which is kind of different from the book. In the book, they're yes, not really they're just like, described as like really beautiful. They're pretty high up in society. I just don't. Yeah, they're like important, but mm-hmm. no one's like. They're all right. Like crazy. I, over yeah, them. yeah. 
Um, we also meet the Featheringtons, Mama Featherington. Mm-hmm. She's a bitch. Mm-hmm. Penelope, who's Eloise's bestie for the resty, mm-hmm. and her two sisters, who are very forgettable. Um, I watch, I've seen episode one now three times, and I still <laughs> had to Google their names. Um, Philippa and Prudence, which... I remembered yuck. Philippa, but not Prudence. Yeah, yeah. yuck. Um, and their cousin Marina who also comes to town and is promptly swarmed by, like, half the men. Mm-hmm. She's, She's like, really pretty, yeah. She is really pretty. She, like, comes to town, and Lady Featherington is like, who is this girl come to take all the men from my daughters? I don't like Lady Featherington. And in the book, apparently, Philippa and Prudence, this was their third um, season, so they yes. still hadn't got married off. Oh, yeah, also noted about Daphne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, Daphne was also, it was like her second season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she wasn't hot shit in the book. No. Let's just put that out there. In the book, she wasn't hot shit. <laughs> okay, so right away in the first scene, they're all rushing to get to the Queen's Castle for her hot or not party. <laughs> um, they're literally running down steps, hopping into car- uh, carriages. And we say the Queen's Castle because we don't know at this point there is a king, so... You don't find out for a while that there's a king. Yeah. I mean, unless you know 19th century history, mm-hmm. I assume there wasn't a king. Yep, and we weren't there, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Violet's all mad because her eldest son, Anthony, is missing. Um, and the show cuts to him uh, being nasty with his <laughs> with his mistri- mistress, Sienna, against the tree. The poor, like, Yuck. what is it, the carriage man? Who's the yeah, man? Like Who? The footman. The footman. Footman. They he's all like, outside. Yeah. and he's like, oh, we gotta go, you're late, you're late. We had to sit there tending to the horse <laughs> while this man's having sex against a tree in broad daylight. Just to spend a little bit of time with his mistress, because, you know, it's in a propes for... I feel bad for Sienna. <laughs> I really she deserves do. better, for sure. She deserves better. Um, okay, so this is a big red flag and huge indication of what a hot mess that their storyline is going to be, that they're doing this in secret anyway. So, okay, so once they start this coming out ceremony at the king at the Queen's Castle, um, we can't help to notice the diversity in the cast, like, right away. It's, like, mm-hmm. super diverse. So I was really happy to see that. Um, on Instagram, they said something about Hamilton casting, like, even though it's not historically accurate to... Oh, yeah. Because you know where the black people were, but... <gasps> it's not historically accurate, but it's nice, well, you know, it's nice to see us represented. So apparently there were mm-hmm. some black people in high society. Okay. I don't know if it's royalty, but Queen Charlotte, from mm-hmm. my understanding, was biracial. Yep. So I don't know exactly how for sure that is. I don't. No but how. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm we'll gonna do, say she was we'll biracial. do some research, yeah. My biracial sister, mm-hmm. and it's her house, so we're all excited to be there. Yes. Um. So they're at this hot or not ceremony right now, and the queen is just looking. She's not having it. No, she looks bored <laughs> and like fed up. She's like slouching in the throne. She got people fanning her, <laughs> but she looks good. Like she has this beautiful ivory dress with like intricate beading yes. and this huge wig and it's she looks good dress tight <laughs> hair high face snatched yep okay so okay moving on yes there's a lot more to get through guys like yep. a lot more we have gotten through like the first five minutes of this <laughs> um so 
first into the party mm-hmm. are the Featherington sisters. Um, they, first of all, come through the door all in one. So they're like bumping into each other Clumsy. and like looking really robotic. And it's just, this, it's so embarrassing to watch. They walk up to the queen and she is literally like disgusted by them. <laughs> and she grows even more disgusted when... I don't know if it's Prudence or Philippa. One of those one sisters of passes out. <laughs> one of those sisters passes out because her corset's so tight, I'm assuming. Yep, yep. Um, and they literally run out because it's so embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, Daphne comes out. Oh. oh, my God. It was such a beautiful moment. Everyone is literally like, like their breath was just mm-hmm. like taken from them. It was like a shift of energy in the room yes. when she oh, came she out. She looked beautiful. Yep. She had like the feather in her man, hair. But she was like standing She tall. know how to wear a pale dress. Listen, like she pale stay blue, on pale it. Pale lavender, yeah. pale pink. That's Those are her Those are her No things. bold colors no, for Daphne. She said subtlety is my game. <laughs> um, so the queen literally gets up out of her seat and she says, flawless, my dear. Mm-hmm. And everyone in the room is just like, what in the world? <laughs> Daphne is getting ready to pass out. She's so excited. Her mom's like, chill. Act. Yeah. She's like, act cool. She was like, they're watching you now more than ever. I think that was the exact line. <laughs> After seeing this three times, I know it like line by line. So they leave the room, obviously satisfied. And it cuts to Lady Whistledown warning. Um, the quote is, the brighter a lady shines, the faster she may burn. Mm-hmm. So... That's a very important quote for the entire season. Yep. Um, which, I mean, we'll get to. Mm-hmm. So, oh, quick book comparison. So, as we said, like, in the books, no one was checking for Daphne. No. Like, she was not... She literally was friend-zoned by, like, every <laughs> guy she ever met. They were like, you're so fun. I you're feel like, like I could just talk like to you. like, one of the guys. <laughs> like, that's what every girl loves to hear. You're like, one of the guys. <laughs> Shoot me. Literally. So, Daphne and all the marriageable ladies... Um, and lads mm-hmm. spend <laughs> lads and ladies. <laughs> I almost said lasses. I was gonna say like I'm surprised you didn't say lassies. <laughs> I'm watching way too much Outlander. Okay, which we're not talking about Outlander on this show. No, it's we too much. Be doing Outlander, it's too much. <laughs> um, the majority of this episode is spent at like different balls and mm-hmm. fancy events, which is basically all geared toward them finding someone to marry. Yep. Um, so they go to Lady Danbury's. It's another character. I, oh, so this is the Duke's unofficial godmother? Mm-hmm. I thought it was his aunt. No, it's, it's his mom's best friend. Gotcha. Yep, so okay. they never say godmother. But in, she, like, takes care of him. But she yeah. took care of him, okay. yep. Um, so Lady Danbury, they're at Lady Danbury's ball, Daphne. She goes there with Antony and yep. his mom, mm-hmm. and their mom. And she tries to dance with some of the men. Like, men are coming up to her, trying to talk to her. As soon as she walks in the door. Literally, as soon as she walks in the door, everyone's staring at her. But Lord Cockblock, <laughs> to the rescue, feels like he has to, like, stop every man. One of the men comes up, and he's like, you got a lot of debt, bro. Like, <laughs> he's like, okay, I'm going to go. <laughs> she was like, oh. Daphne's like, you won. I saw you when you guys were, what were they, horse racing? Horse racing. And then he was like, well, that's the only ra- race he ever won. And yeah. she's like, oh. Yeah, that so. horse won one race. And the guy was just like, okay, <laughs> talk to you later, I guess. Anthony's <sighs> like, you're not marrying a poet. You're not about to marry losers. You're not marrying nobody in debt. You're not, ma- I mean, 
Okay, he's that's like fair. this. This one is a bastard. Basically, he's like this one's a dubious parent. Dubious parentage. Uh, and Daphne's just like, all right, big bro. I guess like. Whatever. I mean, he is. She I like the intel. Him. I she yeah. trusts yep. him, but it gets to be too much. Yep, yep, for sure. So, he spends basically the whole night. I won't even say the whole night, but he spends a large chunk of the night cock blocking. Mm-hmm. The only one who's able to talk to Daphne at all is Lord. Burbrook. I'm like, how y'all let this happen? All these men. Literally. Y'all like, Burbrook, come and talk to her? The second Daphne is even alone, alone. he just like swoops in and he... He said something along the lines like, oh, I had my eye on you. She was like, I was five. Literally. He's like, I've been watching you since for years, and since I was in uh, grammar school. Yeah. And she was like, I was a child, a toddler. <laughs> what is wrong with you? So this is different from the book where... Yes. In the book, Lord Burbrook is around her age, and they don't make it sound like he's ugly. Mm-hmm. He's just really boring. Yep. And Daphne is and just annoying. Like annoying and kind of dumb. <laughs> In the show, sorry to this man. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to this sorry man. Sorry to this man, but he's kind of ugly. Yeah. He's kind of ugly. And also very weird, and also very old, like much mm-hmm. older than Daphne. So on Shonda's part or mm-hmm. the director's part, but um, Daphne is like, please get me the <laughs> hell out of here. Um, yep. So she runs away from Burbrook. Burbrook. Nigel is it first. Nigel. Name? Nigel. Yeah. Yuck. She runs away from Nigel and runs into Simon the Duke, who is like doesn't even want to be at the party and has already been swarmed by a million mamas and <laughs> ladies. Mm-hmm. So when he runs into Daphne, he's like a royal ass to her. He's like, yeah. he's just like, oh my God. Do you not know you who lady? I am? He's like, you ladies will try anything to talk to me. And I'm like, bro. She's if like, I who are Daphne, you? If I was Daphne, I'd have been like, who, bitch? Like, I don't even know you. And you look dusty. So I'm, so whatever. The Duke stay with a velvet coat on. Listen, I mean, he's fine. We but... all know. <laughs> I love some velvet. <laughs> we all know. Crushed I velvet. velvet. Crushed velvet. I listen. <laughs> Can't go wrong with velvet. So he spends. He won't even tell her his name. Yeah. He's just like, you don't know who I am. Like whatever. So then, Anthony comes up and he's like, "Hey, Bassett. Oh my God, it's good to see you." Because it turns out. That the Duke and uh, Anthony went to school together. Yep. So then the Duke, I'm just going to start calling him Simon. Simon finds out that Daphne is Anthony's sister. So he yep. feels really stupid yep. for being so rude. But he's not going to show that he feels really stupid for being so rude. Mm-hmm. But we know he does. Yeah. He don't say much at all, really. He doesn't say much <laughs> at all. Which which coincides with the book. He doesn't talk a lot in yeah. the book mm-hmm. to random people. Yep. But he also, like, isn't very rude. that's not true people think he's rude in the book because he does not talk. but yeah. he's not rude to daphne that's the difference mm-hmm. in the book in the book he sees her the second he sees her he's like i need her mm-hmm. <laughs> to be with me but i won't marry Ugh. i'm like all right okay. well another another um noticeable thing to mention is the featherington so they're all at the ball too um marina thompson is there for the first time brand new in town and everybody's looking at her. Yes. They all want to dance. Um, even baby sa- baby face Bridgerton. He's like, who is He's waiting lady? to dance for her. <laughs> um, lady Featherington is annoyed at first because they're not looking at her other daughters. But 
you know, once you get a bunch of callers to your house, you know, they might get the leftovers. <laughs> she hopes. So we're looking at it as we're looking at it as a good thing. Um, we talk about this a little later, mm-hmm. but I feel like Lady Featherington's reaction to Marina is racist. I was just gonna say that the I'm se- like the second, racist. Like, like you walked this little girl walked into your house and you automatically didn't like her for what? Mm-hmm. Hating ass. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, Lord Cockblock. Yes, I'm going to keep calling him that because that is who he is. He's a villain. So he makes them leave. Literally 30 minutes they've been at this party. Mm-hmm. And Mama Bridgerton is like, no, I'll stay. We can hang out because let's be real. Violet likes to drink. Yeah. She has a great time <laughs> at these parties. She likes to party. She's a widow. She's mm-hmm. rich. She's like, let me get some champagne. <laughs> and I'm not going to dance at all, but I'll watch everyone else dance. Mm-hmm. Um like Daphne hasn't danced she didn't even like take a sip of lemonade nope like but Anthony's like oh if we leave now it'll make you more desirable yep. like it'll leave be, them like, wanting more yeah but really he's just being an asshole he's being a dick like mm-hmm. he's like ugh I feel like Daphne coming of age is literally Anthony's like villain origin story yep <laughs> if you watch the show there's so many scenes where he looks like an actual villain and it doesn't help that his sideburns oh are like God, they're so villainous yeah i'm like only so... villains have sideburns <laughs> so i'm so excited for next season when we dive into his um yeah maybe... well hopefully they'll do the so the books the go Viking by me, right mm-hmm. yeah so the books go by bridgerton's child mm-hmm. so the next book is about um anthony right so we'll see if the show is going to follow that. I'm not yeah, sure. I feel like he, he's still going to be awful. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> so after the ball or the dance, I don't, is it a ball? I think they're all called balls. Okay. Yeah. Galas? Galas? Galas. <laughs> <laughs> so after the ball, a bunch of men come to Daphne. She even woke up in the morning like, all right, you better prepare extra biscuits because I'm about she to have so many excited. people. <laughs> she was like, what should I wear? <laughs> So a bunch of men, they come and call on Daphne, but here's Lord Cockblock. He was the first man up in there. They were like, oh, you he here came a little early. In. He was like, am I the first guy? All right, let's get this started. He let's let's perfect. start the interviews. So, um, so Anthony is, I know, I know that he means well. Do we? He, <laughs> I feel like he wants the best for Daphne. Okay. He is a little extreme. And then he even said, at the ball, he even said, well, seems like the only adequate men here are your brothers, so we might as well go home. Yuck. <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, he's, he's a little intense. You thought, you thought that was sweet. <laughs> you thought that was sweet. So um, after all these callers come and they get interviewed and stared down by um, Antony, the last person to come is Ugh. Lord Burbrook, um, Nigel, and Eloise. She really tried to stay by her sister's side. She was like, I shall like to stay. And Violet's like, no, you shall like to go. We got to talk. We got to be polite, you know, because he's still a lord or a guy. Daphne was clinging on to Eloise for dear life. She's, she's like, like, please, please don't, don't leave, leave me with, me with this with old him. man. He's just sitting over there nibbling on biscuits. Ooh, he's so gross. And it'll be more on this scene at the end of the pod. So, uh, besties, Simon mm-hmm. and Anthony, they go to hang out at their club. They only call it the club. It's basically a room where they go to drink. 
and gamble, and gamble, and they bring women in. Yeah. So. Yeah, women for sale. You know, I don't know what they called them back then. Yeah. Well, what was Sienna doing up in there? Cause she sure likes to hang out at the club, but she's trying to get a man. Girl, get it. And then, okay, so they're hanging out at the club. More days pass. I think I cannot tell. There's not time. a good timeline. Yeah. There's not a good like series of time i feel like you can't tell by people's outfits because it all they all start to look the same and the show goes so fast so i'm assuming that maybe like two days pass (laughs) and burbrick comes burbrick i'm gonna call him nigel because that name is a little annoying to me to say um nigel comes in to visit daphne again again, and then he like pats the chair like come sit closer (laughs) um and this is after daphne read the scandal sheet by um Lady Whistledown. Lady Whistledown. And it said, like, basically, well, I didn't see a line outside your house, so maybe Daphne's not what y'all thought she was. Maybe the queen is wrong, and the queen, you know, queen don't like to be wrong. It's so. upsetting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Daphne's like, I gotta do something. So, that, I'm assuming that night, maybe another day or two. In the book, the passage of time is better documented because yes. Lady Whistledown gives dates mm-hmm. to her entries, but in the yep. show, it's just like it's like scene, scene, scene. Has scene, it been scene. two weeks? Don't Has blink. it been a day? Yep. Has it been thirty hours? We don't know. <laughs> so I think maybe it's a day, maybe it's the same night. But um, Violet and Daphne they go to the opera. Um, Anthony's girlfriend stays booked and busy. She's the soprano opera singer, so she's at literally every single ball yes. that they go to. Um, co- very convenient for Anthony, though. <laughs> yeah, even Violet's like, are you going to go visit her when she's done? <laughs> A certain soprano. <laughs> so Lady Danbury forces them into share their box because um, Lady Whistledown is also writing things about Simon, like he's a rake. Yeah. Um, you know, who's he going to date? Who's he going to choose? He, he said he wasn't going to marry. What's going to happen? So basically Lady Danbury is trying to hatch a little plan to get Daphne and Simon together. Together. Yep. Yes. Um, so it cuts, the scene cuts to the Featheringtons and oh God, mm-hmm. my heart. We, oh, poor Marina. Yeah. At first I didn't really understand the scene because I'm like, what is she... What is she looking for? Like, did she lose something? Oh, see, I knew. Ex- I feel like I knew immediately. <laughs> so Marina finds out she's pregnant, mm-hmm. and it, it's just gut wrenching because not only do we not know if she knows who the father is or if there even is a father, we also right. are assuming she's pretty young mm-hmm. in this show, um, and she's also trying to find a husband right now in nineteenth yeah. century England. So like, mm-hmm. being pregnant, unwed, is like. You can't come That's back probably from the that. worst. Yeah, it's like the worst thing. Like <laughs> That's worse than being found alone in the garden Listen, without in the, a chaperone. In the book, Daphne kisses Simon and is like, I'm ruined, basically. Because she like shared a kit. I'm like, uh-huh. oh my, I wouldn't have made it. Mm-mm. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> burn me at the they stake. They would have burned me alive. <laughs> they would have burned me as a witch. Um. So yeah, poor Marina. I yeah. Mean, yes, babies are a blessing, but not when, no. Not this time. Not like, this not time. this time not when you're her. unwed, yeah. Not her, for her, not right now. I feel so bad for her. And then we didn't really know, like you said, you didn't know who the father was. And I'm like, I really hope this isn't, because this is the first episode of the show. So I'm like, I don't know how serious this show can get. So I'm like, I hope she didn't get, like, take, uh, like raped or something. I thought so, Trigger yes. warning. Sorry, guys. 
I thought the same thing. I thought maybe Lord Featherington yeah, was on some he stuff. He looks Shit. so shady. Every scene he was watching of her. Lord Featherington, he's like reading a book, looking up. Yeah. In a corner, drinking, looking around. I'm like, yeah. why do you look so shady all the time? I'm like, what does he what did he do to that girl? But No, I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing. Because I'm luckily like, it didn't get that dark, but Yeah, and I'm I mean, very actually, happy. This is it I does mean, get kinda dark. It gets dark, but it's not like it does get dark. It's nothing, because, you know, Shondaland, she loved drama. Yes. Like, if you look at Scandal, um, Grey's Anatomy, Grey's Anatomy, How to Get Away with Murder, and I'm like, dramatic. so this could have went anyway. Right. <laughs> so, as uh, a part of Violet and Lady Danbury's plan, remember, they want to get Simon and Daphne together. Mm-hmm. Um, Simon comes over for dinner at the Bridging- Bridgerton's. Um, they serve gooseberry pie. Mm-hmm. That's his favorite. Yeah, which is his favorite, coincidentally. <laughs> Her, like, cooks are the best at making gooseberry pie in the whole city. And that's just okay. Um, so he has, like, Simon has, like, a really good time. He's mm-hmm. like, this is amazing because Simon didn't really grow up with a really close family. So I think he really likes watching their dynamic. Yep. Um, he was like, like, you all sit together yeah, as like, one? Even the children? Yeah. Like, this is so precious. She's like, we actually like each other. Yeah. they. So he has a really great time, despite the fact that like him and Daphne are literally being actually really rude to each other. Yeah. They keep saying really mean things to each other. She like calls him a hoe. Mm-hmm. He's like, you sound like you're thinking about me a lot. She's like, <laughs> if I was her in that situation, I'd be like, oh shit, you're right. It does sound like I'm thinking about you quite a bit. And actually I am, because you're really hot. <laughs> Um, Daphne is so witty. Like she got comebacks. She is I like her. Witty. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I was that witty. <laughs> um, it's by this point, it's like painfully obvious that they want to bump mm-hmm. uglies. Mm-hmm. They like want to get together for sure. Um, but neither of them will admit it quite yet. Um, and so the show differs from the book in that regard because I feel like in the book, they both like right away were they, like, yeah, oh yeah, they both like, were thinking about each other this for sure is right my away. Person like that. So that, and I think. It seems that they don't like each other in the show only because we don't get their thoughts. Yep. In the book, you hear all of Simon's thoughts. You hear all of Daphne's thoughts. But if you were to watch that from the outside, you wouldn't know. Yeah, no. Because from the outside, they seemed very cold to each other. But they, I don't know, they still were more polite in the book. They were more polite because... And they enjoyed each each other's company. Once they decided to, like, pretend to be together. Yeah, which was super fast. Yes. In the book, they decide to fake it mm-hmm. yeah um so yep so after the dinner um mama bridge decides to have a little chat with her head of house and her eldest son um she's like you keep blocking daphne's um all these opportunities she has she has an opportunity to be with a duke she literally could have been married bu- by yeah now. she's could have been if if their dad was still alive he probably would have made a you know some kind of deal with a friend and had married her off he takes um, that the very wrong way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she didn't tell you. Well, she, Mama Bridge knows about him dating um, Sienna. Yeah. So she wants him to like step up, find Daphne a husband, be a man, and be the head of this house that he claims to be, mm. um, Lord Bridgerton. Um, and she's like, I know about your little bachelor pad where you and your certain soprano. <laughs> Violet Shady. Yeah. <laughs> She's like trying to move this forward and do the best for Daphne. Like Daphne's getting sad and she can't really say too much without being like out of place. I think if Violet would have been left 
from the beginning to handle this. Yeah. Daphne oh, would have been with someone absolutely. much quicker. Yep. The Duke wouldn't have even been a thing. Nope. Nope. Um, so then the next day, Anthony's like, okay. He went to Sienna and he's like, yep, we are, we're done with this. I need to be a man. I need to do what's right for my family. We can't be together. So they broke up. And... I was, like, over their storyline by this point. Yeah. I was like, you guys can't be together. So just, like... I know. I don't want to keep watching you. Unless you move away and give up your... Titles. Titles, then you're good. Mm -hmm. But are you really going to do that and stay away from your family? No, then leave her alone. Let her be with a different man. Right. <sighs> so, okay. So that was that. And then, ladies and gentlemen, we find ourselves at another ball. I don't know if this was the same night. We don't know if this was three days later, a they week must later. They so tired. I, ball after ball. All they do is go to the ball, Event. go to the dress Gallery. shop, get a new dress, Ugh. promenade. <laughs> but we're at another ball, and the Duke and Daphne are looking respectfully. <laughs> <laughs> they take a moment. Um, just take a moment, folks, and look at the scenery in this episode. It is breathtaking. They took, like, this gondola ride to the venue. It is beautiful. Um, Anthony decides that if he cannot be happy, then no one can. So he tells his mm. dear sister, Daphne, that she is to marry Lord Burbrook. Um, this does not happen in the books because why would it? That what? just doesn't even make sense. I don't like that they did this in the show. I mean... You're just causing unnecessary just drama. Just unnecessary drama, but I guess it... Shonda loves drama. Mm -hmm. We will say that. It's enough drama in this show with having eight freaking siblings. Literally. Like, eight kids in this show. This man leaves me alone. And the Featheringtons. Like, we're trying to follow two families at one time in one episode. It's a lot. It's a lot. But, so yeah, she, he promised her to Lord Bur Burbrook, and then she said, I will not have it. <gasps> That's like in uh, I'm like, okay. Black Panther. When oh, he's yeah. like, we will not have it in. <laughs> and they're like, okay. <laughs> and he's like, well, I'm, I'm the Lord, so. He's like, I literally own you, so, so you'll do what I say. Yeah, so, so she ran off. Yeah. So we cut to the Featheringtons. Um, Lady Featherington could not wait <laughs> to confront Marina. And this just goes back to, I think, so she says... Lady Featherington says, up until now, mm -hmm. I didn't have a legitimate reason to hate you. <laughs> so she's saying, like, I hated you, I just but couldn't, I couldn't yeah. act on it without seeming really horrible. Mm -hmm. And Marina's just like, whatever, you old hag, you rich <laughs> bitch, leave me alone. She's like, you don't understand what yep. I'm going through, Yep. and I don't like you because you're rich and you're uppity. Mm -hmm. She's like, you have no idea yeah. what normal people go through. You guys are rich. You calling me high in my instep. Right. You <laughs> First of all, listen, Lady Featherington is going to have a rude wake-up call soon. Yeah. So, um, so Lady Featherington basically locks her up. Mm -hmm. So we talked about this a little bit earlier in the episode, but one thing that I feel like isn't really talked about in the show is that they're kind of living in this like post-racial society. Yeah. Because Queen Charlotte married... Mm -hmm. I'm assuming a white king. Yep. You never see the king. Not yet. Right? Oh, not yet. Yes, we... Okay. Yeah. Not yet. So, and then, like, because he married this black queen... Racial... Black people, yeah, it like, got better because... able to become rich and, like, have yeah. power. Lady Danbury... She mentions it a She mentioned bit. that a yeah. little bit, too. She mentions it. It's just, like, a quick quip that she says. Very quick. Like, literally, um, if you're not paying attention, you will miss it. Right. So, but, like, despite that, I feel like... 
Lady Featherington's treatment of Marina is like very rac- mm-hmm. racial. Like it's very racial. Like you don't like this girl from the second she steps in. Yep. Because had she looked like her other daughters, I think it wouldn't have been a problem. Now she's right. just shepherding four girls into society. Like, it's not a big deal. How dare? Yeah. This. And she literally, Marina doesn't even talk much. Like she, she, she didn't do anything to at all. Like call for this hatred. Mm-hmm. So it's very caring. And she, the girls like her. Like the girl, the yes. girls don't seem to have a problem with her. Her and Penelope, like Penelope doesn't want to get married anyway. Penelope yeah. is like, and I don't, I don't even care. think we mentioned Penelope yet. <laughs> Only that she's Eloise's bestie. Yeah, yeah. Um, p- poor Pen. Yeah, <laughs> she just everyone is so she's, mean to her. She's, she's really like, smart. She's just she's just she's, reading, minding her business. Right. She's so smart, so so kind. But mm-hmm. because in the book they describe her as like not having lost her baby fat yet. Yeah. So because she's a little chubby, everyone's like so mean to her. It's just like except for Colin. Colin's really nice. Yep. To her. Yep. Um. Yeah. So I feel like Lady Featherington just hated like that. She Marina was just more beautiful than her daughters, more mm-hmm. desirable. Yep. And I feel like her race played a part in that as well. Like, yep. just sort of furthered the hatred. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah. now we cut back to the ball, and we we see Daphne storming off, really upset at her brother for telling her she has to marry um, Nigel. Ugh. So now she's off into the dark walk, which, okay, why would she do this? It's if called you, the dark walk. If you know that it is... Like inappropriate for women to be alone without a chaperone in the dark walk, just because you're mad, you're gonna go there. All these places you could have stormed off to. She don't be thinking. Your mom, all these siblings you got, all of these. She don't be thinking. Yeah, she just so she's mad. She just stormed off. Um, Then this Nigel is like, hey, and then she's like, Nigel, and he's like, oh, are we done with the, um, what do you call it? Settle honorifics. Honorifics. And he's like, well, I guess if we are to marry, she's like, I'm not marrying you. And then he tried to like <laughs> touch on her. You're smoking crack. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like touching her and like accosted her. Ugh. And she, you know, Miss Independent Daphne punched him in the face. And good. <laughs> That's what he get. And this also happens in the book. Yes. She punches him really good, like knocks him out. Yep. Um, so she knocked him out. And then, then it occurs that she shouldn't even be out without a chaperone and she starts to leave then simon comes out of nowhere i think simon came from the dark walk simon was coming from the dark walk trying to help yeah. her yep trying to help and her and then daphne don't need no man no she was like i take i was taken care of <laughs> and <laughs> and he's like wait <laughs> let's you know he's getting he's the only reason he's on the walk is because he's trying to get away from all the mamas mm-hmm. and He's like, wait a second. He's hiding. Mm-hmm. He told her, well, I don't see people lining up at your doors anymore. And she's like, oh, you Literally. know, don't be rude. And he's like, no, I'm legit. I'm legitimately like sad for you. He's like, I'm trying to think of you. Yeah. I just said and it in a rude way. Since Lady Whistledown is at this point, Lady Whistledown is writing about both of them constantly. Daphne's not getting suitors. Simon is. I don't know. We're just checking on Simon like what is he doing at all times so they decide to hatch this plan to trick everyone fool everybody by what fake suiting I don't know fake courting 
They pull up for all the boys I've ever loved. I never <laughs> seen that. Have you seen that movie? No. Oh. They pretend to date. They pretend to date. And guess what? Well, that's... Okay. They fall in love. <laughs> like, Cause, shocker. Cause he was like, okay, if I date, if I fake date you, all the mamas will leave me alone. But if you fake date me, um... <laughs> Simon says, if you fake date me, yeah. everyone will leave me alone. And Daphne's like, if I, if you, f- this is, <laughs> Daphne's like, if you, if we fake date, yep. then it will make me seem more desirable. Yes. Cause Which no one is know. more attractive than a taken woman. Which I think that's a legit thing. I mean, yeah. Like, why are you not the- checking for me before? But as soon as you get into a relationship. It's like if you think all in about the DMs it, when, we, when we yeah when we go out, I tell guys that I'm married. Mm-hmm. They don't care. They don't care. And they're like, you so, can't have friends. You can't have friends. Okay. No. My friends buy me whiskey sours. <laughs> Two of them, please. Thanks. Yeah. Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So yeah. Yeah, Daphne's like, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> and like I said, you know, this has never gone wrong ever in the history of books or shows i'm sure it will it's end like well friends yeah no one getting hurt mm-hmm. or it's like know. the friends with benefits thing like oh yeah. we're only gonna do that yeah we're I'm only sure. gonna do a holiday and not fall Ooh. in love yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen the holiday don't even bother unless you just enjoy looking at really attractive men yeah because the guy was attractive but the, the <laughs> with an accent like the okay premise, the premise of the movie who needs a date for saint patrick's day why did I need a date for that? Who needs a date for Easter? The Easter why? egg hunt. Why did Why did we have to have dates for that? Also, it's not a Christmas movie, so don't go on Christmas thinking Christmas you're gonna movie. watch a Christmas movie. No, yep. this is all the holidays. Yep. That's a regular movie. A year's worth of holidays. Don't watch that on Christmas. <laughs> I was really upset. Sarah was pissed. <laughs> I want to see trees, year, <laughs> lights, tree lightings. So okay, so the episode, so the episode ends with Simon and Daphne taking a dance floor. Oh. Everyone's losing their mind. They are hand in hand. Oh, it's so cute. It's a beautiful scene. Firework, fireworks are going off in the background. They have these longing stares uh. and beautiful gowns and great stuff. Beautiful gowns. <laughs> okay, wow. <clears throat> so we got through that whole episode. Um, decent timing. Um, so that upon, was good. Yeah, I thought it was good. I fell in I knew... From that scene, I knew that I was going to love this show. And also, when they played, in the beginning, when they played Thank You, Next. That was good. The, that was the good. 19th century Thank You, Next. That was good. We're like, all right, yes. Yes, this is our show. This is for me. Um, so upon rewatch, it really hit me how much stuff they crammed into one episode is really ridiculous. But it does keep you interested like yes. I don't think I touched my phone once. You know, how some shows you start and you're like texting, doing other stuff. I think stuff. the fast pace of it mm-hmm. and the fact that there's 37 characters, yep. like really, yep. like main characters, really forces you to sort of stay focused. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and in the book, for for in the book, we really only get the Bridgerton family. Yeah, they don't we get a little much. bit of the Featheringtons through Lady Whistledown, her right. scandal sheets, but not a ton. Right, and they barely talk about like the relationship with the sister. Like, yep. it's the Queen stuff is not even in there. Yeah, the Queen's not even in there. Yep. Um. So, 
This episode is titled Pomp and Circumstance for a reason. Mm -hmm. We really felt like that was probably the overall theme of this episode. Um, everything these people do, they, everything they wear, every decision they make is really geared toward like either maintaining power and elegance or like yep. getting as close to power and elegance as they can. Mm -hmm. um, like how you said earlier, they named their kids in alphabetical order so other people would yeah. be able to like know their station. Mm -hmm. Like these people are making decisions solely on what other people think. The idea like, of like what will other people think about mm -hmm. my family. Yep. Which I guess was a really big deal back in nineteenth century, like high society. Yeah. Like if you think about it, like the way ladies talked, what they couldn't could couldn't do was all like to maintain the standing of their family i guess that's um, a lot even now like with rich people yeah but i don't know we don't know rich people business we don't so. know what we, yeah too rich for our blood Not us. <laughs> <laughs> everything is just really over the top their homes are like furnished crammed beautiful with their gowns mm -hmm. are just like they literally go to the dressmaker like seven different times and i'm like how is she making these dresses she got some extra help back Wait, there turn around. <laughs> she's like i need this dress for tonight like they're building dresses from scratch i'm like i don't even 19th century England. it's no electricity here she's sewing by hand i'm like <laughs> okay maybe you get a little crank machine yeah so and that and that was the thing with the featheringtons like lord featherington we find out Lord Featherington's in some money trouble. Yeah, he's in some mess. <laughs> he's in a big mess. So he's like, why can't the girls... Later on, he's like, why can't the girls just like re-wear some dresses? And Lady Featherington is like, what the fuck are you talking about? She's like, re-wear a dress? She's like, I threw them away. I burned them. <laughs> She's like, they don't own it. What are you talking about? Like, so that is just like not a thing. Yeah. It's all about how you look, who you know, mm -hmm. your level of power... So I think in that regard, it's really hard for watchers, viewers, to really relate to the characters. Because, mm -hmm. like we said, we're not rich. I don't know anything Contrary about... Contrary to popular yeah. belief, I'm <laughs> very poor. <laughs> like, um, so I think in that respect, it's very hard for the viewers to connect to the characters because they can't connect to sort of these class experiences they're mm -hmm. having mm -hmm. so i think the writers are really going to have to focus on like some of the relational experiences they're yep. having like falling in love yeah like, we can relate to stuff like that family liking someone you shouldn't like mm -hmm. having big families yep like those are all things we can relate to so oh yeah okay, you want to talk about our favorite moments from the episode? yes okay favorite moments i had like 10 favorite moments but my okay now that i've seen it three times i can confidently say my favorite scene left me completely breathless it was the final dance like the final scene the final dance between simon and daphne mm -hmm. it was just um beautiful it the, was so the, vis the visuals yeah i'm yeah. like visuals alone i could have watched it in silence and still been taken away like their chemistry yes um, and a lot of people on Twitter don't like, they said there's no chemistry between them. And I'm like, I'm going to know what show you watching. I don't agree with that. <laughs> I do not agree with that. And, um, yeah, he's like, his grace is giving her like such stern directions. Like, <laughs> take my arm. 
look at me in my eyes. <laughs> like, we have to, you know, we got to make this look real. And I'm like, oh, it is real. Love a man, love a man that can take control. Yep. Like, love a man who can lead. Oh, God. What's your favorite? The plot. Um, so I was torn. Okay. My first, so at first I said my favorite scene is when Daphne knocks on Nigel. Yes, that strong, independent woman. I'll yes. take care of mine. Yes, because I, I mean, connection, mm-hmm. felt that. Mm-hmm. Um, but after some consideration, my favorite, my favorite part of the episode is in the drawing room with Nigel. Yep. Where um, that first time he comes to visit, mm-hmm. and Daphne is like, please, for the love of God, do not leave me with this man. <laughs> and Violet's just like, I don't want to leave you with this man, but like he also you is have, a man. So yeah. I have to, like I have to leave you with him. Because what will people say? Right. Because mm-hmm. what will people say? And so like Daphne, if it's it happens so subtly, but she like grabs at Eloise's hand, and it's just like, it's so desperate, and just like please don't leave me. Eloise and Daphne are very close in age, so mm-hmm. um, Daphne's a few years older, I would mm-hmm. assume, but. Eloise is then the next child so they obviously are really close because Daphne's also very close to Colin who yep. is just a bit older yep. than her um they Eloise, they fight like sis they they're very much sisters yes, they fight their, like sisters their chemistry but, on the show is also very yeah. very good like mm-hmm. their sibling chemistry I think is very very good um and Eloise I mean is a true ride or die yeah she's like mm, i'll stay yeah. perfect i'm gonna stay she's mom like, you don't have to tell me she's like she's like i think i'd like to stay <laughs> she's like you should like to go and violet's like violet mm, no you get up violet keep her kids in check and that is <laughs> all eight of them and it's very evident in the book as well like mm-hmm. she commands crazy respect from her children mm-hmm. to the point where like her eldest son anthony who technically like owns their home and yep. like he's supposed to make all the decisions like yep. he still answers to his mother mm-hmm. and like Simon even notes that in the book he's like oh Lady Bridgerton Violet calls their home her home when technically it's, it's Anthony's yep. and Simon's really shocked that he doesn't point that out mm-hmm. but like no you're not about to tell Mama Bridgerton <laughs> nothing so that scene I thought was just really a tender and sweet sister moment mm-hmm. um, and it sort of solidified Eloise's character for me yeah like I she's like very different from the ladies mm-hmm. that she's around she like doesn't want to get married loves to read isn't really into the whole pomp and circumstance of it all yeah but like being there for your sister is like Yep, she's very family, like, family She's first. still, mm-hmm. like, no matter what decisions her sister makes and what decision her family makes, she's still going to be there for her family. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was a really tender moment. Um, it's really cute. Like, Daphne's super, like, Daphne's pretty independent, but still needs Eloise, her yeah, she needs her sister, and Eloise is, like, times ten. Yeah. She's like, I'm not a baby-making machine. Eloise I'm not said, getting married. Along. Yeah. She's like, I got books to read. I'm, I'm going to be a writer. I'm going to, yeah. A man. Ugh. So each episode, we're going to share our mm-hmm. choice for incomparable. The incomparable. Yes. Um, 
So, incomparable for this week is Yay. Daphne Diamond of the First Water Bridgerton. Yes. Daphne Miss Independent, mm-hmm. Don't Need No Man Bridgerton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, don't need a man, but wants a man. Those are two different things here. Definitely two different things. <laughs> so, we had to give it to Daphne, mm-hmm. obviously. She's beautiful, witty, fun, and she can knock a man out with one punch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My favorite. Having attribute. brothers, yeah. Having, Having brothers will yeah, teach you a lot. For sure. Um, and she secured the bachelor of all bachelors, yep. Simon, mm-hmm. the Duke of Hastings, Bassett. Yep. That man is fine. Yep. Let's say. Um, also, she looks good, good as hell. Yeah. Like, some pale blue. <laughs> Let's keep it a buck. So okay. now we know. So every episode we'll be doing um, this, the episodes incomparable. And then at the end of the season, we'll do the seasons incomparable. Yes. Um, now we're just going to switch gears a little bit and give you a little, every episode, we're just going to do a little piece of what life was like in 1813 London. Um, since, uh, me or my ancestors were not there. I have. Mine could have been. Yours could have been. Mine. Mm, mine could not have been. I don't, I don't know. They could have been maybe not having the best time in our life. We don't take this lightly, but we joke. We have fun. We have um, to keep from crying. Yes. Um, so we had to do some little uh, research. And <laughs> this is a fun little thing um, that should help us understand more about the show and how, you know, how they lived their lives and how London elites lived, yes. not the common folk. So top off your drinks and get ready for a little chat about the London season. Ooh. Okay, so the season, as it was called, began in the 17th century. It was basically when all the lords and ladies would get together and hold balls and concerts and dinner parties and other events, um, usually between the months of April and August. Yep, also known as wedding season for us, so. Yeah, yeah. oh, you're right. Yep, it's wedding season. Mm-hmm. I did not make that I connection. I guess it's all connected. I did not make that connection. <laughs> so it originally was planned around the royal family and the parliamentary season, so middle-class Londoners could ensure that a lot of rich royalty would be in town during their events. Like Dukes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Dukes. <laughs> By the 19th century, um, where our show takes place, it had turned into mostly an excuse for families to party and then marry off their daughters since everybody... And it was a lot of guys in town, too, I assume. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, marry off their daughters there. Um, so every year, the girlies would get paraded around in front of the court. So... So in, in Bridgerton, this sort of parade of ladies is mm-hmm. um, depicted during Queen Charlotte's Ball, which mm-hmm. was an actual thing. Okay. Um, and they would literally sort of like parade in front of her. Um, the ball was founded by her husband, King George III, in 1780, because mm-hmm. apparently he really loved her and wanted to have See, a whole ball in 1780, they was like, love is love. Men were like, they were building that houses, love love. <laughs> they were building yeah. houses, they were taking care of their wives, mm-hmm. they would creating balls man so our current queen not our current queen because we're americans but the current (laughs) queen and overall buzzkill queen elizabeth Mm -hmm. um put a stop to all that in 1958 what a bore literally she was like the ball she like i don't want to watch these ladies parade in front of me whatever her daughter apparently said it was like super boorish like it was stupid and her husband felt the same way um and then the ball itself ended in 1976 so they haven't done it that's still kind of recent. I was just going to say, that's still kind of recent, though. Yeah. 1976. Yeah. 
Okay, so All right. that's our show for today. Yay! First um, pod. Congratulations. I'm yay. so excited for us. So be sure to tune in next Thirsty Thursday for mm-hmm. more Bridgerton hot takes and delicious some cocktails. yeah, some delicious cocktail. I haven't mm-hmm. picked it yet, but um, and then make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe to our podcast on wherever you get your podcast. Mm-hmm.